You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, talking MLB DFS, and we had a good day yesterday. The band was back together, and boy, oh, boy, so many home runs, so much power, so much that we got right, so much we were all over, and I'll tell you what. Outside of one or two things, Chris Meany, we pretty much, I don't know if you could crush a slate as much as we crushed it yesterday. We were spot on with all the picks. You, my friend, had the balls to go with Syndergaard. You had the balls to go on the other side of a couple matchups there that I was a little hesitant. Flaherty, you picked two. You were uh, you were like a hundred percent yesterday, Mister Meany. Uh, man, I I think we both were, buddy. Like you had Correa, who had the three run shot, I think in the first inning. The yeah, Astros I got that called shot out of the way real fast. I like that. <laughs> Boom! Right Dang. away. Absolutely. I mean, the Astros are. So, we were just talking off air about how filthy their organization is. Their lineup. I mean, so many nice prospects, and they don't even need to call them up. And uh, I mean, just they're just so good, top to bottom. And yeah, you're right, Syndergaard. There was more on the Nationals. And their lineup and their struggles. So, you know, it was it was a great day. It really was. The Cardinals underrated stack. I mean, you throw out Duffy. He did enough to get the win if you went right. that way. Duffy and Miley were our guys. I was like, I think they'll do enough yes. that it's going to allow you to get up to some the of those guys. Right. The guys that you wanted in Houston. And Houston, once again, delivered. Oh, I don't know. Just 11 runs. Springer went yard again. Correa went yard again. Diaz went yard again. I mean, these guys are just on fire. And I'll tell you what. Get ready, kids, because we're tripling down today. I can tell you right now, it's, oh, no all, doubt. it's all of the Houston Astros. I don't care. Chalk, chalk it all. Doesn't matter. It's all about being right. That's what it's about being. Uh, well, let's continue on with yesterday, too. Uh, the one thing I wish we had talked more about was Brandon Woodruff, who's been pretty good. Really good. And more to the fact the Phillies have just been bad. Another one-run uh, explosion for the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> that offense right now is just putrid. I don't know if I have the guts to go with Gio Gonzalez against that offense tonight, but at the same time, I think it, if you're playing tournaments, it might be in play. But Woodruff's the one thing we weren't on, but we were on Vlad Guerrero Jr. That's oh, right. were we ever? We talked about him. We talked about him. I think he was 2,700 on FanDuel yesterday. We talked about the matchup. We talked this is the perfect time for a breakout for him. I was happy if I got a dinger, but I got two. Needed. You got two, two. And, you, and not just a dinger. I mean, you got two bombs. I mean, straight away yes. center. I think the first one was like 438, and the second one was like 450-ish. Uh, two bombs. He had four solid at-bats yesterday. I mean, he, he look, he's, I think he's starting to get into a little bit of a groove. I mean, we've talked before about trends, and just sometimes you're in your head at the plate, especially with a, a young hitter like Vlad who was pressing early on. And he just looked comfortable at the plate. So maybe this is his come. That was his coming out party. You keep an eye on him. I think he continued to rock him. And I think one guy too, we, we have to kind of mention is Chris sale. I mean, yeah. 17 strikeouts in seven innings. Me personally, no w. I mean, no God, W, no it, W from the guy, but you know who else we highlighted and talked about was Raphael Devers yesterday in the show. Oh yeah. And listen, yesterday we talked at length about him. What a good season he's had. Yeah. He's only got three bombs. This was his third bomb of the year, but he's, He's having a nice season. He's having a bounce back year, and he's a guy I think that you can really pay attention to in terms of 
you know, just low cost guys who are productive or mid cost guys at the very least. By the way, that Ronnie Rodriguez just keeps hitting in Detroit. I don't, I don't know. You know, the minor league track record does not support it, but just keep riding the wave. I, I don't know. I just, it, it just doesn't. <laughs> so he, he's the most expensive bat in Detroit's lineup at this That's, point of the season, yeah. which is kind of, you know, RIP Miguel Cabrera. You, you, right. I mean, oh man, did, did it just away. hit? It just hit him. I mean, yeah, he's two eight. You right. can't even, you can't even think about him. Now we got to take ourselves to task here because, uh, because the one thing we were wrong about was Weaver and Musgrove and, and I don't know about wrong. Weaver was still pretty good, but unfortunately he comes away with a loss in this one and Musgrove finally got right, which is great. I'm all about Musgrove getting right. I was just Same. mad. I'm a jilted lover. Cause I wrote so glowingly about him in April and then he started tanking the first couple starts in May. And now if he's back, that's terrific. Maybe it was a mechanical issue. That's the only thing I can think of, but I mean, overall, I mean, this was a strong A performance. I don't want to say A plus. I I save A plus for when we go perfect. Yes. But this was this was a strong. This is a hard A. It, it really hard was. A. And and you're right about Musgrove. I think maybe it was a mechanical thing for him. I mean, he was walking a lot of guys, and he he only had two walks yesterday. Only gave up the one hit. So that was a really strong outing from him. And yeah, I, I'd say honestly, looking at back at yesterday, and that was it. I mean. It, it was just Luke Weaver who didn't pan out for us, and and we and we avoided the Dodgers and the Padres game just just looking at that. I mean, that was the first bad start for Paddock. Interesting with Paddock. I mean, he's been so good, but just looking at like contact rates and hard hit rates. I mean, he leads the majors with a fifty percent hard hit rate. Man, he doesn't That's get amazing. hit. He doesn't get hit hard often. But when he does, it's it's well, screaming like off the that's bat. kind of indicative of the fact of that he's a he's a challenge guy. I agree. You know, he's one of these guys that comes right at you. And I like that personally. I'm that kind of I prefer that. I think that's that's the mark of a, a confident young pitcher. And I think that's gonna serve him well. But you're right. That's also kind of the thing that happens to you know, pitchers of the past who were like that, like the Kirk Schillings of the world, you know, they give up a, a fair amount of solo home runs and they're you know, like those guys, they're, they're just going to come at you. And, and I, you're right. That is something to keep in mind when you are looking at, at Paddock. But uh, if, if you're listening to the show for the first time, you're saying these guys are lying. There's no way they've got all these things right. Well, I encourage you to go back and listen to yesterday's show over on iTunes or anywhere else. And when you listen to it, you'll probably want to subscribe to on deck and that way you're ready to go every day for your MLB DFS because we absolutely crushed yesterday so that being said yesterday is yesterday it's a new day yes it is so let's get after it and there's a day slate because the Yankees are going to try to play baseball today <laughs> twice uh, it, not sweats they're going to try to play twice I feel like Aquaman here in New Jersey it has rained for like five straight days it just and I just rain like there's no idea about to take water out of the pool that's how much rain there's been uh andrew casher and domingo herman uh, are gonna go facing off in this one you've also got a one o'clock game here for cahill and odorizzi uh and then you've got the pirates against the arizona diamondbacks granky and archer in that one that should be a fun matchup edwin jackson cast that edwin jackson oh, and sean anderson for the blue jays uh and giants in this one David Hess, Jay Happ in the second half of the double dip for the Yankees as they try to get involved there. And, of course, the 640 start game, you got you Darvish and Sonny Gray. So, look, just looking at this slate with the doubleheader and stuff like that, I, I'm, not, I'm not wild about these kind of contests, but some people do. Some people like to get involved in doubleheader because you have guys who, you know, it's more like Sunday lineups where guys who usually sit or playing and all that stuff. If you want to be safe, it, it's hard not to like Zach Greinke in the cash and just move up to the top of the board there. Odorizzi, I think, is also a guy that I would pay close attention to. He's been pretty darn good this year. Herman is in play. Those are the three pitchers for me. Are you making a case at all for Archer? Are you making a case at all for 
uh, Jay Happ or anybody else on the slate today? No, I agree with you. I think I would just spend up. I mean, even looking at some of the contests, you probably won't even be able to get into one with the Twins or the Angels. So, I mean, if you're playing in a three-game contest this sure, afternoon, yeah. it's going to be – it's just going to be Pittsburgh, Arizona, Toronto, San Fran, and then the, the first Baltimore Yankees game. So, yeah, I mean, I would just go up to Granky or, yeah, I, would, I think that's, that's it. I mean, it's tough to even pick a second pitcher in this matchup. It is. Yeah. Um, in, in this slate. So, I, I, I think we're on the same page. And it's easy to pay up because the fact that it's day games, you get a lot of the, you know, secondary players in and stuff like right. that. Right. I mean, if you want to get some – you can get some Jays in there if you want. I mean, they're going to be cheap. Um, even if you want to get a couple of Orioles in there, they're going to be cheap as well. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, I think we're always on the same page when we try to avoid these early three game sets uh, and, and try to focus on the, well, and, I, the and it's not that, you know, and, and maybe it's an unpopular thing, but I, I don't know. I mean, some people look at that as when people are afraid that's the time to pounce. I look at it, especially with baseball where the more unknowns, it's hard enough because there's so much failure built into baseball just off the top. Right. That I feel like the more you're adding on questionable expectations on top of the failure rate, it's just not a good recipe necessarily. <laughs> like it's it's usually not it's usually more like you've gotta kinda dig and be fancy and the next thing you know you're kind of out of it and you're missing pay lines. And I don't think that's personally the way I like to go about it. It's just I don't think it's the best situation. But you know I agree. Hey, look, Vlad is still – If I mean, if you're playing, Vlad is still – I'm looking at the Line Star app right now and just looking at those three early games. You're looking for some some value. Yeah, I mean, Rowdy is, is, is their top value guy today at 3.7, and that's the exact same price you're right as, as Vlad Guerrero at 3.7. So I'm telling you, I watched all of his bats yesterday. He looked good. Yeah, and Vlad is just 2.7 still on the FanDuel side. So it was 2.7 yesterday, and that's why we said fire him up in every, every lineup you got. It's a great matchup for him. Don't worry about the ballpark factor. You know, that's the other thing, too. I, I, ballpark factor, yes, important, especially when you're trying to make decisions between guys and between issues and, and teams. But guys like Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit the ball far, okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> when they hit the ball, they hit it hard, they hit it far. Don't let ballpark factor scare you away from a good value. And I think Vlad Guerrero just basically proved that for us uh, in this one. Okay, so let's get at it, and let's start with the Mets in Washington – Patrick Corbin, Wilmer Font. Now, Corbin's expensive, as one would imagine. I think he is one of the safer guys. Now, the problem is Corbin, Verlander, both expensive tonight, where it's going to be very difficult to get the bats that you want in Houston, too. So you basically have to make a choice. Do I want to go up for the safe pitchers, or do I want the Astros bats? For me, Chris, I'm telling you right now, I want the bats. That's what those <laughs> bats have been. I'm going to say thank you very much, especially because the Nationals lineup does not make me feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, I like Eaton and Robles at the top. I think they're decent values at 4K in terms of return on investment. But for me, I'm willing to just kind of walk away from this. I know Wilmer Font is not probably long for this game, but at the same time, I just this is another one of these things where it could just end up being just more of a disappointment than anything for you if you invest in Corbin and miss out on the offense. Yeah, no, I I agree again with you. And it's for Corbin. I mean, yeah, he's, he's one of the safest pitchers on the board today, but you know, he's been hit hard as well. We talked about Paddock. He's got the high, the high hard hit rate and you're right about the, about the nationals. I just, I just don't have much confidence in this lineup right now. And I was looking at font and I was going to get a little bit crazy, but you're right. He's probably not going to go long. You see, he's only had one start. It was four innings. He does have 19 strikeouts and 18 innings. He could go five or six innings and, you know, do enough for you, but this is, I would rather have the bats as well. I mean, the Houston bats are just so good and so hot lately. Yesterday, a 6.3 in team applied total. I was looking at just 
betting their over on their team apply total and it was six and a half. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And no. I was a little nervous because it was so high. But they almost doubled it. Second inning. <laughs> and it's the same thing today against Gregory Soto, another lefty on the hills. Oh, so. Another young lefty. And it's just like, it, it's like, it's like the lambs going to slaughter. It's <laughs> just good. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Mmm, delicious lamb chops. Like, yeah, it's and for Soto, yeah. I mean, he's got four innings in his career, and and he's only got the one strikeout. He's allowed nine hits and seven runs in those four innings. I just, it it could be another long day for Tigers fans at the ballpark. And and look, too, the Mets hit lefties. I mean, three sixty-seven Wobo versus left-handed pitching this year. So. You know, Pete Alonso and those guys, they can get it done. And guys like McNeil, they, they can hit everybody. So, and Alonso's uh, right at the top, Joe, in yeah. terms of Woba. I mean, 478 Woba, he's got four home runs and a 294 average against lefties. I mean, he yeah. could – and like I said, Corbin is, is great. Obviously, he's got a lot of swing and miss stuff. And it's just a trap tonight. I think it's just a trap. I really do. And even if he pitches well, it doesn't mean that I regret it. And that's the thing. You have to be good on these decisions. Yeah. You can't say, you know, oh, I wish I could. No, you have to – Put your best foot forward and say, okay, these are the things. And, and yeah, I mean, Alonzo at 5K is, is a tough roster tonight. But I'll tell you what, if you're, if you're out on the, the Astros for whatever reason, then Alonzo's a guy you might want to consider. Uh, Gio Gonzalez, as we mentioned before, taking on Jake Arrieta in the Phillies. This one's in Philadelphia. Keston Hero was called up yesterday. He's just 3.2 on DK. He is uh, super cheap as well on the FanDuel side. Uh, he's just 2.4 on FanDuel. So guess who's in all my lineups today? Yeah, Justin Hero, because all that guy does is get on base and hit in his minor league track record, and I'll take my chances with that that price. Absolutely. Two for three yesterday, so it was a good showing from him. And, yeah, I mean, you take advantage of that discount. Absolutely. You get him he's in there. He's just a professional hitter. He's yep. just that kind of hitter. I've watched enough film on him over the last two years. Um, I'm excited that they brought him up. I, I it's only a matter of time, I kept thinking. And it's funny, you know, when he comes in and plays second base, who goes and plays third base? Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just just a guy who, who should be playing third base, right? Right, yeah. Good, you know, I, I said Memorial Day. So I, I said Memorial Day, Mustakas will be over at third. And now Travis Shaw, kind of the odd man out. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets moved on in a trade or uh, if they have a glut now of guys who can play they first do. base and other things. We'll see what happens there. I don't have the confidence of Geo, no matter how bad the Phillies have been offensively, to go into that ballpark. I, I just, I just don't. And there's nothing that I like on the Philadelphia side. Arietta against the Milwaukee lineup, I don't like at all. So for me, this is kind of a hard pass outside of Hira. Yeah, and I think if you're looking to maybe get away from the Astros, it would like, be silly to get away from them. But if you're playing multiple lineups and it doesn't work out, you want to have some exposure to some other stacks. And I think Milwaukee is that stack. I mean, Jake Arrieta, yeah, we talked about him before being a high-contact guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, you can get some bats in there. Even Aguilar is 3-4. Is, is you just get a piece. We talked about Kane being a value yesterday on the FanDuel side. And, and taking a look at it right now, he's still a value at 3-3. Three, three. Ryan Braun's 2-9. So yeah, you get a piece. Braun 2-9, Kane 3-3, three, three, that is enough there where you can build into it. Yeah, for know, sure. And, and like where you're saying. Okay, Ryan Stanek and Jose Urena. Oh, we love Jose Urena here on the program. We're such big fans of him. Another contact and, guy. <laughs> and we're such big fans of him that I want all the Choi tonight that I can get. And even guys like, you know, Choi's is 2.8 on FanDuel. Uh, Willie Adams, it's 2.3. You're going to need these guys because Houston is super expensive, yeah. as they should be. So you've got to say, okay, where's some smart value? I think Choi, I think Adams, I think guys like that. Even Kiermaier is in play. Uh, Brandon Lau yep. could potentially be in play too if you don't want to go over to the Keston Hira side of things. Uh, but all those guys against Urena, I like this 
uh, situation for them tonight. And I think they could be, again, they don't have to go crazy. They just have to be decent. And Urena is a guy that can always prop up a, an offense. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you just, you get one or two of those bats in there, just standalone value right there for contact. Yeah. We've been picking on Urena all year. Makes sense. All right. Now this is a tricky one here. Okay. Cause uh, yesterday was a wacky game between the Red Sox and Rockies. And there's another one. You got Marquez at nine K on DraftKings. Eduardo Rodriguez at 8.2. Now Rodriguez strikeout pitcher. He's been a little up and down this year. He's been better at home, but still up and down. Still lefties against guys like Arenado and Story are a little scary. This is a tournament play, you know, where you pick a side of this game and go at it. I'm going to, I think, pick the Eduardo Rodriguez side of this one personally, but I can just because I think there's more, more upside there in terms of, okay, it's, it's cheaper. It allows me to get more bats. The ownership will be less. I, I think that's the way I would go. How do you see this one? Do you like Marquez? Do you like Rodriguez? Do you like neither? No, I like Rodriguez. I mean, the fact that Colorado struck out 22 times yesterday, I know 17 against Sale, lefty, but, I mean, Workman came in and got a couple Ks. Barnes came in and got five Ks through two. I mean, yeah, we all know about Story and Arenado, but, like, Reynolds struck out three or four times, Desmond. Right. Tapia, and I look at Paul. it again today and I see the same thing. Yeah. He's lefty with a good strikeout rate. And exactly. It makes yeah. I mean, so for, for Erod, he's got 46 K and 43 and two thirds. He's allowed one or zero runs in three of his last four. So yeah, it's been rocky at, at times. The first uh, parts of the season, he allowed 11 uh, you're runs. You're not so. allowed to make the dad jokes around here. That's my thing. <laughs> Don't you steal my dad jokes. Damn. Rocky. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a great tournament play. Eight, Two. I mean, if you're not going to spend up, I Verlander is my favorite, but it's so tough to get those guys in, and you're saving yourself. Almost well, you can't get grand. Verlander and the hitters. You and can't. I think There's no way. It's just impossible. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like even if you just punted every other position, which you might be able to still hit a cash kick bay line. Potentially, I, it's just not the best idea. Now no. the thing is, Marquez and Rodriguez about the same salary on the Fanduel side, so a little bit different there. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's the tournament play of the day for the same reason you just talked about. The strikeouts yeah. are there. This Rockies lineup is, is you know, uh, it's just not, those two guys really like Blackman is just hasn't too. been the same. It's also top heavy, yeah. and I and I kept saying last year I was like, look guys, this is the year to get out on Charlie Blackman because he's getting older and the skill set's going to start to deteriorate. And I and I well, think you're dead on there. If you if you listen to the Black Book last year in 2018 and you read that one, and even 2019, I was like basically starting it with like you know it's kind of time to get out of the Charlie Blackman business, guys. Like he's just. I know he had some great years there and some fantastic seasons, but it's just time. It's just they got a lot of young talent that's going to push him out eventually. All right, Verlander, look, you don't need us to tell. He's, he's brilliant. We basically just said it. Um, and the trick is how do you make it all work? I don't think on the – Chris, it's nearly impossible to figure out a way you can really like to get all these guys. I know because I tried. But Springer, I think, is the one guy that as good as he's been – in, on the DraftKings side, it's just hard. FanDuel, I think it's doable. I've done it. I've got an easy lineup here with Miner, some of the guys we talked about, Springer, Correa, and Bregman. Easy. Lorenzo yeah. Cain's in this lineup I got here. Kesson here is in this lineup. Choi, Adams. It's, it's easy, okay? On the DraftKings side, it's hard. <laughs> it's well, he's 5'8", and, he's you know, he, he should be even more. I mean, he's having such a good season, and against lefties, a, four, a 5'09", Woba is the third highest. He's hitting three forty two. He's got five bombs. 
it is really, really tough on the DraftKings side. But if you're playing on FanDuel, like we said, I mean, if you're not a FanDuel player, I think it's time to invest because we've been able to seek out some value all year long. Again, Correa checks in at under four. Brantley's 4-1. We, we talked yesterday, even the lefty-lefty matchup, it doesn't seem to matter with Michael Brantley. You mentioned Diaz. Again, he was making things happen yesterday. He's 3-1. So you can make it work on FanDuel. I mean, Verlander's 12K. I mean, it's just no way it's you can make yeah. all that work. <laughs> like, look, it's such a heavy favorite. That I feel like it's such a heavy favorite, Chris, that it almost becomes something where people would just throw their hands up. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, ah, forget it. Yeah. Uh, that's too shoggy. Well, I don't care. It was chalky last night. It worked everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I mean, I think you just have to continue to roll these and this, is, look, and this is a cash game scenario, too. Like, and, and, yeah. and I always encourage people to play more heavily towards the cash game side of, of the MLB. Because it's, you know, you have to have so many things break right, especially on the two-pitcher site, to really be great in tournaments. And so, I mean, if you're just playing simple cash game stuff, man, it's just, it's a lock, baby. I know the big, I know the big, you want the screenshots, you want the big payouts, but you could build a a solid bankroll. I'm a cash game player. I like to play, you know, head to head, double ups, triple ups. You know what, Chris, you could take, you know, you could take 50 bucks and spread it across cash games and, you know, come out with a nice payday instead of trying to spend like, you know, five bucks on a tournament and coming up you know, short, yeah, <laughs> like you're exactly. going to come out better playing, pay $50 worth of cash games than $20 worth of tournaments necessarily. You know, it's just, and I know you're right. It's, it's not sexy, but no. it's positive. It's staying in the black and that's what you want to do. Exactly. Uh, Michael Walker traveling uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals to take on Mike Soroka and the um, Atlanta Braves. I love Soroka tonight. Soroka is another of these guys that I'm on a ton, especially because we're looking for pitching discounts. Soroka, Erod, there's one more to come here we'll talk about next. He's a little bit more expensive, but Soroka to me has is, is earned some respect. Um, I, I think he's a terrific young pitcher. I like this matchup here. Uh, I understand he is, you know, coming off a, a bad start there, but I, I think that I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and bounce back and roll with him tonight because I think that uh, he's got a lot to offer in this one. Yeah, and it's amazing. It was a bad start for him, but it really wasn't even that bad, Joe. But it was bad for what we've seen from him because right, in 10 career comparison. starts, I mean, in 10 career starts, this guy has allowed one or zero runs, earned runs. Yeah, he's got a 1.21 ERA on the year. Yeah, you know? it, yeah, he's a 1.05 been whip. I mean, the guy's been terrific. Yeah. Oh, my bad. He's, he, in, in 2018, he allowed four runs in a start against the Blues. <laughs> he, has been, he has been lights out, and, yes. and I think you're right. He deserves the respect. Usually, I don't like to roll a pitcher out against, against St. Louis because they don't strike out a ton, and they make some contact, but I think he deserves the respect, and I don't think people will be on him tonight, so I think it's a great call by you. He's 8-8. I think he may go low-owned, and that could be your sneaky pitcher of the night, and that will allow you to get some of those bats in there. And I want to say, I think it was on this pod, it could have been on the Black Book show. I don't know. But Austin Riley got called up as well. And Austin Riley's going to play. He's going to play third base. I, you know what? I think we talked about it actually here. He's, actually, if he doesn't play third tonight, he's going to play in the outfield. Actually, that's what he's going to play in an endurance Arte spot. That's what he's going to do. Excuse me. So you've got Austin Riley now in this lineup too, who is 3-4 uh, over on uh, the DraftKings side. So they have a price for him. Um, I don't know if I want to get in there right away with him, but – I think it's something to at least consider and keep an eye on this. Um, so we'll also see how this works out too. I've actually got some lineups with Acuna in it as well, just because of the top of that order. Um, I just think he hasn't quite hit his stride yet. And I think that it's, it's coming. Like, I feel like Acuna, like a hot stretch of Acuna is definitely coming. 
Uh, when, Mike, okay. you know what, what we talked about before, and Riley, yeah, 15 bombs in AAA, I think maybe you, you should, everyone should have their eyes. Oh, he's been red hot in AAA. Yeah, and he pays him to play, you know, double-digit walk rate, strikeout rate, under 20%, which is key for, for some of these kids that are coming up. You, you know, just to piggyback off of Acuna and, and the Braves here, I mean, we know that they're so patient. We talk about how patient they are at the plate. They don't strike out a ton of for walk. I mean, 22 walks in 37 innings. He's allowed at least four runs in, in two straight starts, getting hit hard. So I think it's a good call get in on some of these Braves. I think, you know, when I was looking at maybe Milwaukee being that secondary stack, I think the Braves could be one that you maybe – The LineStar app stack. loves the it's, – it's basically the cost-effective stack of the night on right. the line star app. So keep that in mind. So if you say, you know what, it's too chalk. I can't do Houston. It's too expensive. I don't have the time and energy to do that. Yeah. Then the Atlanta stack is the way to go. I, I think it's Acuna at Swanson is Freeman at the top of that order. Uh, maybe even taking Austin Riley at the bottom of that order and kind yeah. of just loop them all in together there. I think that would be a, a wise spot there and very cost effective. You could probably do Verlander with that group. Easy. Yep. I agree. Get so, up. There you go. Mike Miner. Again, tail of two sites. So he's 9.4 on DraftKings, a little expensive. Uh, just 8.8 over on the FanDuel side. So on FanDuel, I like Miner more tonight. I understand, you know, it's Kansas City, and Kansas City doesn't, you know, is known to make some contact and whatnot. But at the same time, I'm going back to the Mike Miner well. He's been good to us before. I, I think it's, again, more of a FanDuel play personally than uh, the other one. At 88, I like the return on investment a little bit more. And even on the app, too, there's a lot of positives there from Mike Miner. Uh, Kauffman Stadium, ninth most pitcher-friendly ballpark. Kansas City has a 23.9% uh, strikeout rate versus lefties. Uh, it, there's a lot of positives there um, in terms of WOBA, in terms of strikeout rate that Mike Miner is definitely in play, but even more heavily on FanDuel. Yeah, no, I was I was looking that earlier too. I because I always just kind of highlight the lefties and see you know what teams do well against lefties or or not so much and and that's what that's the royals i mean they've been much better this year and we saw yesterday they just torched shelby miller so i mean this is this is a tougher matchup for them and and mike minor yeah he's been pretty solid this year i mean it's been one two bad starts from him and it was the first one of the year and then it was halfway through i mean he he had a bad outing against oakland but other than that i mean he's faced the astros twice i mean he pitched he had seven scoreless innings against the astros this year We've been talking about how good they've been. And then he just came off an outing against the Astros again where he had 5K and only gave up three and runs through five. I mean, it was it was solid from him. So, uh, yeah, I like that call. And I think, again, it'll be an underrated one if you don't want to spend up at the top and get behind that. All right. Matt Strom is taking on Kenta Maeda tonight. Strom at 8.9. I don't understand it fully. I, I, I don't understand that. Pricing either. A, lot, a lot of hype with Strom, and I've just – I've yet to fully see it. I mean, the walks no. – He's not walking a lot of guys, but he's not striking out as many as I thought he would be striking out. I mean, he's got 34, which is fine, and 39 innings, but he's also given up 37 hits. Um, yeah, four home runs. He comes in with a high fly ball rate, and we know about the Dodgers, Joe. The Dodgers hit lefties well. They really do. Turner, they do. Uh, Hernandez up at the top, Bellinger's crushed lefties all year. Seekers moved down in the lineup a little bit, but... Uh, even the lefty-lefty matchup, I mean, I don't hate it. I think there's some value there. Well, yeah. I mean, you got guys like Chris Taylor, 2.3. Uh, that's a guy to me that's, again, when you're looking for pieces that allow you to get Houston, there you go. Chris Taylor's another one of those guys. Uh, Kiki Hernandez, too, at 2.8, hitting at the top. And still, you know, Turner's still moderate. You know, 3.4 for Turner on FanDuel. These are all the FanDuel prices yeah. for those guys. More expensive on DraftKings because DraftKings offensively is tighter. But uh, overall, it's a good spot there. All right, so – uh, from a betting standpoint, Chris, what do you got your eyes on today? 
Yeah, so from a betting standpoint, I'm going to like the Dodgers. Take the Astros by two. We did it yesterday. You get good odds when you take them by two. Geez, you can take them by three or four if you want, I think, tonight. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay, uh, minus 167. I like the over in Philly and Milwaukee. I think there's going to be some runs there. And I think you can get on board with Atlanta. I think Atlanta at home today, uh, we could get it done there as well. All right, so it's time to call our shot. I'm uh, two out of three on my last couple here. So, uh, I, look, I'm, I'm just going to go do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go Alex Bregman tonight. That's my, uh, that's, my, <laughs> that's my Astro of the night to be picking. And, and I, you know, it's just can't get enough. Can't get enough Diaz. Can't get enough Correa, Bradley, Bregman, Springer. Oh, Springer, too. I mean, yeah, all the Astros. Uh, but, yeah, give me, give me Bregman. That's my guy tonight. How about you, Chris? Who are you calling your shot with? Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Justin Turner since we, we finished off with him. I'll go with Turner. He had a three-home three, three home run game, I think, last week when I was on vacation. I was like, there we go. Maybe Turner's price will jump up in FanDuel, but it did not. So we'll go with Turner uh, against Strom. And, uh, look, it's exciting because we've got Yura coming up. Uh, India's just oh, brought up a prospect. You've got Austin Riley coming up. So all of a sudden, you know, yeah, you got a nice little bounce here. And this is really good for Major League Baseball. You know, the Vladimir Guerrero Juniors of the world, hopefully a loyal – you know, get back on track at some point. But Tatis, the same thing. Some injuries there have kind of derailed their early season. But, look, baseball needs a inflection of youth in the worst way. Uh, and it's great to see what you're seeing out of guys like Bregman and Correa. You know, I've always said Correa is a, a franchise talent. And people were down on him last year, too, uh, off the injury and everything. And I'm like, guys, he's way too young to give up on. Baseball is way too easy for Carlos Correa. Just sit back, enjoy it. It's going to be great. Buy all the shares you possibly can. And look, it, this is good. This has been a very exciting uh, kickoff to the week here. Last week was very exciting too. I feel like baseball is actually starting to finally, finally, you know, after all the injuries and all the pitching and all the disasters that went on in April, Chris, I feel like we're finally starting to hit our stride and that's where you want to be. So if you like the show, make sure you subscribe and rate and review us. If you listen, look, it takes yes. two seconds. When you're done listening, you rate and review us. You give us five stars. That's the only thing we will accept. And, of course, follow us on the Twitter machine at JoePizzaPia17, at Linestar App, and at Chris Meany. You can also follow us at Linestar MLB and on the Facebook page, too, at the Linestar uh, as well, the Linestar over on Facebook. So you get all your information. You get the podcast. You get the tools. You get the talent. That's what you need. All right, that'll do it for me and Chris Meany. There's nothing left but to step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. Been listening to the DFS On Deck podcast, brought to you by Line Star. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meney.